like to say it's a good morning. The Lord has blessed us, been worth us. Appreciate those that went to the church camp. We did enjoy it. We got some help. God's people will always get help if they will rely on the Word. The Word is a light to our pathway. And without that, you know, we, we don't do too good even as born-again people. We have some problems still yet with us. And uh, one man said, we're not perfect yet, but we're headed that way. I'm thankful for that, and of course I'm uh, I'm still tired from the trip. <laughs> I was once young, but now I'm old, and it really happens to you. But I'm thankful God has blessed me, and I tell everybody that I meet that I I am I, I'm in awe of what God has done for me. First, at first, spiritually, and second, physically. I'm in awe about it. It's him. I don't deserve it. But thank God I'm good as I am, and, and I'm going I'm to serve him as long as he gives me a good mind and a, a body that can wiggle. We'll be looking in the Romans chapter 8. I finally got to chapter 8. Would you all believe that? <clears throat> Romans chapter 8. I'd like to say while you're turning there that I still like all the Bible, but especially the book of Romans. Uh, it seems that I could deal with the first few chapters of Romans forever to myself. Now, not to you. Y'all would get tired of me saying, all of sin comes short of the glory of God, if that's all I said. But I, I see in our world today a, such a lacking of understanding that men are depraved. And overall, they don't believe it because the devil don't want them to believe it. Uh, they, they, there is not anything good about man, and, I, and I'm, still, I'm still putting over in my mind what Brother, <clears throat> what Brother Bell preached to us last Sunday, the righteousness of man. Amen. And I, I'm one of them people that thinks that needs to be addressed. Now, not every Sunday, but pretty often. Because my flesh and your flesh gets to thinking that we're better than we are. But the Bible just keeps saying things like that, that. Now, I don't mean to put you down when I say this, but I'm just saying that man is best states altogether vanity, not because I said it, but because he said it. And, 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 and he had a purpose in saying that. He wanted to get mankind's, he wanted to get our attention that since we have no righteousness, we need somebody that does. And we got a good Savior. And I, I believe I stated last Sunday, let me state it again. When the Lord Jesus Christ was on earth, the Father appeared to him more than once, 
but specifically in two times and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And he told one group, said, hear you him. And so that's what me and you need to do. We need to hear him. See, and I, and I, I, I like to say this because it's true. If you just hear my voice, you won't get much help. But if you can hear his voice, you'll be helped this morning regardless of your state. You'll be helped. All right, Romans chapter 8. Now, I do this because I, I would like to get people's minds lined up with what I want to say in the new territory. So I'm going to back up in chapter 7 about four verses and be very hurriedly and try to bring you up to what he's saying today. All right? Verse 22 of chapter 7, Paul said, For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. Did anybody get that? After the inward man? You see what he's saying? All right. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, and we are. When we get over yonder and look back, we'll say, boy, I wonder how we made it. O wretched man that I am, and I am, I am. We think, uh, mankind thinks so much of themselves, boy, they're a, they're a movie star or a ball star, some kind of star, and, and, and that blows their ego up. And they think that you and I ought to give them homage. And, and I don't, you know, I don't curse them or anything, but I'm thinking, man, how small you are and you don't know it. See, those kind, that causes us uh, to, to not think correctly. When I'm seeking glory from you, I'm not thinking right. Because I don't have any glory. I don't have any glory. I just got the glory that he gives. And in return, I want to give him glory. See? And, and the reason I want to do that is because we're all going to give him glory when he gathers us all up and every tongue shall confess of things in heaven, things in the earth, and things on the earth, and every knee shall bow to him as uh, uh, king of kings and, and Lord and Lord to the glory of God the Father. God's going to make us all do that again. See? Now, if you're saved, you did it once. And, and I hope you've done it many times since then. But you're really going to do it with a very consecrated heart when that day gets here. Amen. See, and everybody's going to be there. I think every, every, every human being will be there. I think all the angels. I think the, I think the holy angels and, and the fallen angels will be there. Now, you don't have to agree with that. That's just my thought. Because God is going to get the glory. All right, let me read on now. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. That means it's inward mind. But with the flesh, the law of sin. Now verse 8, uh, chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation of them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. See, how do you walk? 
How do you walk? You want to be careful there. Well, sometimes when we think we stand, we fall, don't we? See? So there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who, who walk not after flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit, capital S, of life is in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Now, when he talks about that right there, he's not talking about his outward man. He's talking about what he's going to finally end up with. What he's finally going to end up with is going to be the spirit of life made me free from the law of sin and death. See, we're free from that. For what the law could not do in that it was weak. How? How? Through the flesh. God sent his own son in likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. See what he means? You see? And so what, what he's saying here <coughs> that these people that's gone, their good works is going to outweigh their, their, their bad deeds. See, well, why don't they, why don't they read that verse right there? Uh, for if the law, for what the law could not do is weak through the flesh. See, now it wouldn't be weak through the flesh if you could live good enough to go to heaven. See, it would, be, it would be acceptable. Your flesh would be acceptable to God. See, but it's weak. Now, now the law that God gave, the law itself wasn't the weakness. The law was the flesh. See, now when God gave that law to Moses, he didn't say, now Moses, take these tables down there and tell those people to try to live them. Do the best you can. He didn't say that. He said, the man that dwelleth in there must live within. Okay? Now, when it comes to down to me and you, what's in, in that system of law living and, and being good enough to go to heaven, where's the weakness at? It's not in the commandment. It's in the flesh. See, it's in the flesh. We can't do it. See, a lot of people say to me, well, I'm trying to make heaven my home. Well, you can't do that. You can't make heaven your home through trying. See, Jesus Christ come down from heaven, died on Calvary's cross, that if you'd believe in him savingly, you don't have to try. You got it made if you do that, because he made it for you. See? Now we kind of understand, we kind of understand a lifeguard over at some swimming hole. We can't, what's, what's he there for? What's he there for? What's a lifeguard there for? Well, he's to save those from drowning that's, <clears throat> I believe I can make it. Thank you, though. He's to save them for drowning uh, so that they won't die. Same way spiritually with Jesus Christ. That's why he is called the Savior, see, 
And I know, I know our flesh, my flesh, your flesh, we get thoughts of I can do it on my own. That's what I used to think. See, well, no, I'm not that bad. I was really bad. See, I needed a good Savior. I needed one that could get me out of sin. See, and I, I, just, I just look at God's Word and, and I glory in what God said about sin. I don't glory in sin. I, I glory about what God said about sin. Come, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as wool. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. I believe it said snow over there, and wool in the last. Forgive me of that. See? Uh, so, so that means big sinners and little sinners need Christ as their Savior. And let me say something. According to the Bible, now according to the Bible, if you don't get that while you live in this life, you won't make heaven your home. I won't be as clear on that as I can be. Not because I want to look down on you. Not because I want to judge you. But because I read what the scripture said. See, and that's what he's saying right here. God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. How did he condemn sin in the flesh? Well, he lived the law to a jot and a tittle. And we didn't. And, I, and I, I don't know, the Lord just wants me to dwell there. It's not, I try my best. That's not it. It's not, I, the Lord knows that maybe you try. But regardless of how bad you try, you don't make it. You don't make it. One man said, you don't think God would let an imperfect man in heaven in a perfect place without being perfect, do you? Now, can me and you be perfect? Before God? No. So if I can't be perfect, how am I going to heaven? I got to get in a man that is perfect. And, and, and by the way, he promised me that he would take me. And I'm, on his, I, and I'm, and I'm depending on his promise. See? He, he'd take me. All right. The likeness of, verse 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. See? Now, if you don't, if you just keep walking in the flesh and keep walking in the flesh and keep walking in the flesh, this says that your righteousness comes into question by mankind. Now, I don't know who's saved, who's lost, but the Bible says if you've never had a born-again experience, you're lost. That's what the Bible said. Jesus said, except you be born again, Nicodemus, except a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. See, not only can you not enter it, you can't even see it. See, and so, and so our righteousnesses must be of him. Like Brother Bell preached last Sunday, Isaiah, all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. Now that means that from a, from a value standpoint, when God looks down. See, we don't say it's wrong to give the Red Cross 
$50 if you want to. We don't say that. We don't say it's okay to help your neighbor buy groceries. That's okay. But it won't get you to heaven. See? Why? Because it's a righteousness question with God. And in ourselves, in myself, in yourself, we have no righteousness when God looks at us. Now, I know we might can go do some things to some people, and they brag on us, and that's okay. I'm not against that. Well, you went and helped so-and-so buy a little air conditioner for their window. That was good. Okay. Okay. But, but and, and, and it, it is good to help your neighbor. See? But, but, but that, I mean, I'm repeating myself. That does not get you into heaven. See? With the heart man believeth unto righteousness. See? I've met a few people. Oh, I believe in Jesus. I, 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 yeah, on Christmas day he was born. No, he wasn't born on Christmas day. You're looking kind of funny. Shepherds don't take their their flocks out on hillsides to eat grass on the 25th of of December in the northern hemisphere. And I'm not, that's not my lesson. I just, that's just a side shot there. But, 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 uh, but you got to believe him with your heart. See, you got to believe him with your heart. Now, you won't believe him savingly. You start at repentance. See, repentance is God troubling your heart, and you say, you're right, God, I'm wrong. Forgive me, I have sinned, and mean it. Not just repeat after what somebody said. That's what we need to do. And, and then you start out. And now then you can read the Bible and instruct you how to please God as his child. See what I mean? <clears throat> Verse 5, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. See? All right, if you were to go to, if you were to, go to uh, 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 back of the book, into James, <clears throat> he'd say, Faith without works is dead. He goes ahead and says, show me your faith by, my, by your works. All right, now that scripture there is not talking about showing God you're saved. It's talking about showing your fellow man you're saved. Right. God already knows. I don't have to prove to God I'm saved. He knows. He knows about everybody. He knows if you ever had a time in your life where your heart surrendered to him or whether it didn't. He knows. But we're talking about what people know. Now, if you're saved, according to this, you need to walk after the Spirit. See? You need to walk after the Spirit. Totally. All right? For to be, verse 6, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. See? Now, carnally minded means, could mean, it could mean, 
a person is religious, but they still got a carnal mind all the way. They're faking it. Now you can fake it with me. You can fake it with Brother Bell, but you can't fake it with God. See? Can't fake it with God. All right? <clears throat> That'll be carnal mind is death. See? In other words, if you don't get saved, your life will bring you death. Not only the first death, but also the second death. All right? <clears throat> For to be carnal mind is death, but to be spiritually mind is life and peace. When you got saved, and you were under that heavy conviction, was your burden gone? Was your burden gone? See, you were empty with God, according to this book. We were empty with God. That means you, you and I, you and I were God's enemies. God wasn't our enemy. But you and I were God's enemies. Why? Because we did not let God be who he said he would be. See, so we were enemies. There was enmity. But when, when you repented to God's satisfaction, the enmity was lifted and there was peace. See, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against God. I just got through saying that. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Now you say, well, Brother Glenn, how many, what many, why are so many people on church rolls and, 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 and they're on this and they go places and they don't do right? It could be that they don't have the right leadership. And I said again, Peter said, they talked about people that couldn't cease from sinning. You ever see people that had a habit? some kind of habit, alcohol, dope, whatever, and they couldn't quit. See that? That man back there quit. You see what I mean? So they can't cease from sinning. Now that's not only about alcohol and tobacco and other things, but it's, all, it's also about other, other things that we do that God don't like, such as cussing. Can you not quit cussing? Huh? See? And, and let me say something. If, if you got that problem, I'm not getting on you. I'm not getting on you. But if you'll get born again, you'll quit very quickly. Amen. <laughs> you'll quit very quickly. See what I mean? All right. <clears throat> so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Did you get that verse? Yes, sir. Verse 8. A man totally in the flesh, I don't care if he's a member of a church or a member of a uh, Elks Club or whatever he is, he cannot please God. Why, why can people, why can't people please God? Why can't people please God? Because their sins has got their nature totally in control. Got their nature totally in control. See? And so, 
They can't please God. God does not have children that's in his family today and out of his family tomorrow. He don't have that. Now, he may have wayward children in his family. See? But wayward children, they get get disciplined. They get disciplined. God sends chastisement on his children. Brother Bell, growing up, had a large family. He chastened his kids. He didn't chasten Charlie Smith's kids. Does that make sense? That's the way God does. See, he chastens us. He say, well, how does he chasten a Christian? Well, it's my belief that <clears throat> the first thing that God does is let you know it. Well, I've done something, I just don't feel right about it. Ah, something, I just don't feel right about it. Okay? That's God letting you know it. You say, well, what, what do I do about that? What did First John say do about it? Little children, I say that you sin not. In other words, don't sin. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. If we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us. Now, when, when he's talking about forgiving there, he's talking about your attitude. I done it. I'm wrong. I, forgive me, and I won't do it again. You've got to have an attitude of I'm quitting it. <coughs> you say, well, what if I don't? What if I slip up and do it again? Well, you go through the process again. Now, I believe if a, if a child of God keeps on running from God after God has accosted them, chastised them, there finally comes a time only in God's calendar, not mine, that God can shorten their life. See, and I read, I read with awe uh, uh, what Paul had to say in 1 Corinthians about the Lord's Supper. Some of them said, we're going to have a supper, and some were uh, filling up and getting drunk, and God said, some of them slept over that. That was a deadly sin in their day. I hope it is, you know, I, I hope that we can cope with that. But that's how serious that was, see, some are sickly and some sleep. And John, 1 John says there's a sin unto death and there's a sin not unto death. And I, and I couldn't tell you which is which. It, it's probably a little different from different people. But I don't know that. But God knows it, okay? <clears throat> so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Did you get that? (laughs) People that get out away from God, could I say it that way, are people that thinks they say that it's not. How, How can they tell? Well, I'll ask my preacher. No. Well, I'll ask, uh, I'll ask another fellow in the church. No. 
Why don't you ask the Spirit? Why don't you ask the Spirit? See? But you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be the Spirit of God dwell in you. <clears throat> now, Christians, I realize that from Sunday morning to Sunday morning, every moment between those, you're not filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, you got Him, but you're not filled with Him. So there would be times that you go to God, and, and, and I'll tell you how you can tell. You put yourself down and brag on Jesus. And the Spirit will let you know right away. So he dwells in you. And I, and I won't say that carefully because there's a difference in being filled with the Holy Ghost and having the Holy Ghost. Right. See, when God puts him in you, you're, he's in you to stay. But we don't always please God with our thoughts, with our attitudes, and maybe a few places that we go. <clears throat> See? Now, I've gone to places, and uh, I'd say, boy, I don't need to be here. But I've gone to other places, and it seemed like the Lord just says, I'm with you. He may not even be recommending where I'm at. And, and I praise Him for that. Yes, Lord, I'm glad you let me know uh, again. And, and, and I, I like to feel that often and constantly as I can get it. Now, I don't always feel it. I'm not up here, I'm not up here bragging, saying, boy, I just don't ever, you know, I don't, I don't never fall to the ground. I don't ever go to a valley. I'm not saying that. But isn't it, isn't it wonderful when the Holy Spirit is keen on us? It is me. And I'm not trying to be, you know, a holier-than-thou man. See? All right? Right. Yep. If we read the rest of that verse, now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's not his. See? And, and, and as we get on further down in this chapter, it's going to keep expanding this thought. It's going to keep expanding this thought. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Okay, 
What's dead about your body when you get saved? Your will. Your will, see, we, we need to keep slaying our will, but he still rises up. That's what Paul said in the last chapter. He keeps trying to rise up, keeps trying to rise up. And these people that walk above sin, I hadn't sinned, I heard a feller say one time, I hadn't sinned in seven years. Preacher's with me. There was a preacher with me and he said he just did. <laughs> Wasn't a Baptist. Another brand. See? All right. Let me read 10 again. <clears throat> and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit, capital S, is life because of righteousness. See? Now what Paul is dealing with here, our flesh, our flesh, our flesh, see, is what we have to keep overwatching about. And I know, I, I, I've asked the question too, why are we still subject to these things after we've been born again. <clears throat> God will tell you that when we get over yonder. He put us down here in a warfare. And he wants us to fight a good fight what Paul told Timothy. Why did Paul tell Timothy that? Did Paul say, now Timothy, we all got the Holy Ghost and we're just about there and, and don't worry about it, just hang around until the Lord gets here. And I've, I've seen a few people, it looks like they, they got that attitude. I'm saved, and so I ain't going to... No, no, no. God left us here to do something. See? And, and, and he left the fleshly man on our outside so that we would understand that we need him. <clears throat> I think. All right? But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, and here's a wonderful verse. Listen closely. Verse 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your immortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Is that good? Is that good? In other words, that's a guarantee. We talk about the earnest of the Spirit. Everybody knows what earnest money is, right? You go to buy a place, and they say, well, uh, sir, are you going to buy this place? Yeah, I'd like to buy it. Are you sure? Yes, sir. Well, we'll need $1,000 uh, earnest money so we can start working on the title and getting everything up to date. And, and we want $1,000 in case you back out or so you won't back out. Well, God give us the same thing in salvation. That Spirit is in you. Is just earnest money. And, and you can claim that I'm all the way saved and, and, in, and in the soul you are, but totally you ain't. See, we won't totally be saved till the resurrection. Then you won't have this. See, you won't have these, these things that work on you. You won't have those memories 
of what I used to do. See? All right? <clears throat> if the, okay, the spirit that dwelleth in you shall quicken your mortal bodies. Praise God for that. See, that fits right into 1 Corinthians 15. You can just take that and go right on. All right. <clears throat> Therefore, brethren, okay now, who? Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to, flesh, not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die, but if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. See? It's probably possible that a Christian could get so far gone that his usefulness to God is dead. But if you mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Mortify means to kill. Mortician, mortician, he makes, he makes dead bodies look live. Go to a funeral and, he, and a, um, a person's in the coffin and you pass by there and people say, don't he look good? Well, he's dead. But the mortician made him look alive. You see? All right. <clears throat> Mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. There you go. Are you led by the Spirit of God? Are you led by the Spirit of God? Huh? Are you led by the Spirit of God? Or are you just dragging through it? See? Now let me say, there's going to be times that God is going to examine you and you're going to feel badly. And, and I have run to this scripture not thousands of times, but a few times, where Peter said, make your calling and election sure. See? And I did that. I did that. In, in my past life, I went back to the altar. Boy, there was a fellow preaching a revival at Van Ness, Oklahoma, and he was scorched earth. Everybody was going to hell, but the angels looked to, looked to me like and he wasn't a mean preacher, but I mean, he was, <clears throat> his name was Bill Mays. And uh, I went up there and I said, I'm going to, he said, what's your problem? I said, I want to I wanna make my call and election sure. He said, well, get right down there and do it. And I did. And God blessed my heart. See? We shouldn't be ashamed to, to go back to God and say, I, I, Lord, this is so important. I want to be sure. Now, I'm not saying you ought to doubt it. I'm not saying that. But I suspect people gets in a point where you could doubt it. And you got it. But you go back to God and say, here I am. Show me, Lord, where I stand with you. I think that's all right. Some people think some people accuse us preachers saying, you don't let say you're saved, people stay saved. Right away. 
<clears throat> My old preacher would say, if you've been a church member 30 years and you find out you're lost, get saved. Nobody will laugh at you. And that's the way my, that's what my attitude is. See? We just want to find out. And so, so the Bible is talking in this chapter along this line. See? <clears throat> if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the Spirit do motiv- motiv- mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. And as many, for as many as led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. All right, I'm out of time. And I thank you for listening to me this morning. I hope and pray that I've brought some, I hope and pray I've brought some thoughts that can help you. If you're saved, just keep on clinging to the Lord. If you have to go back, uh, if you have to go back and say, I want to find out, do it. And I'm not trying to press you to do that. I don't mean that. But it's so important, we must be Sure. I believe that's right. Now, if, you're, if you never have been saved, you need to get saved. Jesus Christ died on Calvary for me and for you. He died for us. That you might come to God and come to know Him. And He will give you. And I want to emphasize give, give, give. He will give you eternal life. All right, thank you for listening to me this morning.